we got that one pretty good, at least on my end. I didn't hear yours very well, but... Oh, so it was literally right on top of yours, which might oh. be why. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Sick. Perfectly synced. We're, we're back. We're so back. We're so in tune. Mm-hmm. We're so on the same page and synced. That's yes. what a week off does for you. A lot of people complain. Oh, oh there's no show this week. <laughs> no, I, that, literally, just, that literally doesn't that happen. People Everyone's are so actually very gracious. <laughs> I'm often very surprised, like, oh, well, wait, do you guys not like the show? Is it yeah. you don't care? Is <laughs> You know, listen, we do this show, you know, we're, we're not professional podcasters. We do this for fun, you know, and so. We're we're just a guy. Sometimes, yeah, you know? literally, literally a couple of dudes with, yeah, yeah so, you know. Um, but being in sync is why I knew that this tweet would appeal to you. This is an important tweet that we need to open with. It says, ordering just a burger at Five Guys or Shake Shack is about $12. It's called the Squire's <laughs> Temptation. Ordering a burger, fries, and a shake, however, is known as the King's Reward. It costs $35 and is only permissible one or two times a year. And I like well, this because I- it, it perfectly encapsulates the Five Guys Shake Shack experience of like, why is this meal so expensive? <laughs> it's insane. I just have to let you know, though, that I am living in a kingly manner because mm. I'm always getting uh, uh, at least fries, some sort of side, maybe a drink. You know, often I've been I've been really living my Yeti uh Mug, uh, right. it's not a mug what is it? it's like a tumbler i have like a 32 ounce whatever like uh-huh. mini tumbler blog yeah with the yeah. memes and things like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait what is he talking yeti, about yeti, I was like annoying question. yeti tumbler <laughs> t t u m b l r my, my brain just went e e e e e it's it does have a lot of stickers yo, and like giffy looking things on yo, it. Yo, they though. they freeze in your ass on Yeti Tumblr. <laughs> Ice cold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm doing this. I'm I'm like, you know, I have downgraded to like small fries a lot. Like I used to be like, give me all the fries, but my I, appetite's sort of like gone down. Yeah, I used to be that way too, but you know, like I don't, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm in my thirties now. I don't need as many fries as I previously did. Sometimes Andrew, I would get an extra order of fries. Oh my, that's a lot of fries. fries. I'm dual wielding fries. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Uh, Are you ready, Andrew? Are you ready for this? this, this, uh, I need someone to, I I need someone to draw you in like an anime style dual wielding two like small fries, like the, you know, the paper, the the McDonald's when it's so small comes in a paper sack rather than a, yeah. a cardboard thing in your hands just fries but they need i'm sure they should be crinkle cut for some reason <laughs> they're uh, yes serrated of and serrated well done, fries and well done <laughs> extra salt as yeah. as is my way yeah and then but the problem with creating a picture like that is that it's uh it, it will it will literally cause flood damage everywhere as every <laughs> everyone looks at the sexy picture and it's just like when it comes to the seduction of women oh, yeah. you know Mm-hmm. So that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be careful. Um, I don't want to derail things too much, but you, you talking about Yeti tumblers made me think of how I should get a new tumbler. Um, did you know that you can get engraving on your hydro flask tumbler now? Oh shit. I, I don't quite know why you'd want to do that, but I suppose you can. I just realized my tumbler is a hydro flask. Why did yeah. I say Yeti? 
I don't know. Well, they're all kind of the same, right? It's just a it's just a vacuum flask type arrangement, yeah. you know? Yeah. They're so, the expensive vacuum flasks. The thing is, I, I got a really nice new water bottle in a Walla free sip, and it's great. Uh, with the exception of that it doesn't fit into the cup holder into my car. And I have, the, I have the smallest size. So I'm like, Ew. I know. Why do they, this should be illegal. There needs to be a standard. Literally here, just taper the bottom a this. bit so it fits in a cup holder. It's not that hard. Yeah, I've got, I've got, let me, let me look up what I've got real, real quick. Oh, sign in. Why did you sign me out? <laughs> I'm not signing into Amazon right now. Do you understand that? I refuse. I'm so <laughs> mad. We'll get him next time. Okay, this, I think this is the, no, the 16 ounce, get the fuck out of here. It's only showing me these small, small, I need a big cup. I'm a big boy. Who's in charge around here? <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, it's a hydro flask. The thing about getting your hydro flask engraved, like, um, you, you need to put stickers all over it. And then it's like, what's the point of engraving it? Yeah, you know? that's right. That's what I'm sort of getting at now. All right. We need to get where we, we've got so much stuff in this show and we're 22 <laughs> minutes in and we've talked about one thing. Yep. Uh, let's okay, move swiftly so, along. Weird Wikipedia this week, Andrew. I'm mm. very upset because you never told me about this. Uh, uh, I feel like you should have told me about this. Oh, mm, okay. <laughs> this All is right. this is we're going to the Wikipedia entry for something called Loveland Frog. Loveland Frog. In Ohio folklore, the Loveland Frog, also known as the Loveland Frogman or Loveland Lizard, is a legendary humanoid frog described as standing nearly four feet tall. That's uh, 1.2 meters for our international listeners. Allegedly spotted in Loveland, Ohio. In 1972, the Loveland Frog legend gained renowned attention when a Loveland police officer reported to a colleague that he had seen an animal consistent with descriptions of the Frogman. After reported sighting in 2016, the second officer called a news station to report that he had shot and killed oh, good. the same creature <laughs> some weeks good after Lord. the 1972 <laughs> incident and had identified it as a large iguana that was missing its tail. Uh... Uh, a four, four foot tall iguana standing upright. I jeez. Uh, I've never heard of this. What my You've parents never heard of it? I, I feel like my parents failed to like properly <laughs> prepare me for the Loveland Frog. You know, I feel like this needs to be lore that's taught to every Ohio Ohioan. I would tend to agree. Yeah, the, is that how you say uh, Ohio Ohioite? Oh, Ohioan. Yeah. Ohioan. Yeah. That's that's correct. Um, yeah, I, the this image is fascinating the, me. The artist rendering of the Loveland frog is like my favorite thing. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> just like an upright frog on two legs. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like someone shining headlights at him and he's like up against the edge of a road yeah, with like a barrier. You know, when I saw this, I had in my, so Loveland is known for the Loveland bike trail. Uh, and mm -hmm. this seems like this is you coming across like you're biking late at night and your your bike headlight <laughs> shines across the frog man as you're biking down the bike trail and you're like oh dear <laughs> and the artist went through the effort to put a shadow like of the loveland frog's legs yeah on, like shining up but it like looks like a man's legs it doesn't match the frog figure. I do it's enjoy that this Wikipedia page uh, says, uh, there's a picture of an iguana. It says, the so-called frog was more likely a large tailless iguana. And it's like, but still three to four feet tall? I don't think yeah. it was. I don't think Explain it was an iguana. That, Wikipedia. 
I love also that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different references in this article. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how much <laughs> this right. thing has been talked about. Also, James Renner's science fiction slash mystery novel, The Man from Primrose Lane, features a version of the Loveland Frog, if any of you oh, want to wow. read local, about it. <laughs> local flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeez. yeah. Well, it's today at least, we, we got to learn about this together, I guess. It's at least less scary looking than Mothman. Like, if you see a giant frog, yeah. admittedly, that is terrifying, but it's not. It, I mean, it's ultimately still a frog. And it's like, oh, it's a frog. <laughs> Look at him. He's like a frog yeah. guy. He's Look just at a, him. He's, he's being a, a frog. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Moving from uh, amphibians to mammalians, but mm. mammalians of the sea. Mm. Um, this, so I put this in last week. It's a little bit out of date, but I still really want to talk about whales because there's a lot happening in the oceans, Andrew. There's a lot of whale shit going on. I've heard this. Yeah. Yeah. So you've heard about white Gladys by now. I'm sure every, every listener has. Um, yes. I think I saw it without context at first on like mm -hmm. Twitter and I was like, what are people talking about? Like, <laughs> but yeah. I understand it now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who may not know white gladys is an orca whale uh aka a killer whale white white gladys the, black market <laughs> yeah off the coast of like i think spain or somewhere around there like you know that the atlantic who who is um continuing to fight boats like she's attacking boats and she's teaching her offspring and other young orcas to do it so now there's like a gang of orcas that are attacking boats and like when i first read this i was like okay they're like probably just bopping the boat a little bit and they're making a big deal out of it but like now i've seen if you click on this article there's um actual pictures of the damage i guess maybe you have to scroll down like yeah all the way to the bottom like they they just like destroyed the shit out of the rudder and like put a bunch of cracks in the bottom of the boat yeah. like they went hard they 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 made the the boat like start taking in a bunch of water oh yeah geez <laughs> yeah so this is for real and i just want to say solidarity because <laughs> um the people in these yachts are not worthy of us caring about them drowning do you know what i mean like let's be honest more likely right. than not yeah <laughs> these these are people we can afford to lose hate to say it but <laughs> um so i think this is basically class warfare in nature and i support it so separately there's an article about the spy whale that it, they call whaledemir <laughs> who is a beluga whale <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> who who the norwegians are seeing in oslo and uh they're assuming it's a whale that the russians have trained for spy purposes oh, okay yeah um so he was first spotted uh in the barents sea coast yes, you do. in april yeah. of 2019 mm -hmm. and he had like a weird collar thing on him like in a gopro camera like harness mm -hmm. um so like he's probably that you know we've all heard about the Russian training right. like whales and dolphins and things like programs so that that's what they think it is but they think it's escaped or something. Mm. Um, but he's back. They didn't see him for a while and he's he's back. So well, that's good. I was worried. You know, 
Critical support for Weldemir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also in whale news, um, with all of this whale stuff going on, uh, Republicans have uh, seized the day, and they're proposing <laughs> a nationwide offshore <laughs> wind ban, citing substantial links to whale deaths. And like, also, if you read up on it, like they're calling the erratic behavior, uh, they're blaming it on uh, offshore wind farms. So what? we can't have clean energy because of the whales. Like you guys like whales. We're trying to save the whales. Like it's, it's well what, known is that like- the, the ocean is free of, uh, you know, any sort of obstacles except for, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so a bunch of hooey. It's like the most astroturfy bullshit. Like, no, we care about the whales. They're really reaching at this point. You know, they're just like, well, what yeah. can we say now? Like, we'll say it hurts the whales. <laughs> Listen, listen to Van Drew, who's on the U.S. House Judiciary Committee. Mm. Pro-wind activities and the Biden admin are hiding the real issues of offshore wind development from the public. And many in our media are refusing to properly examine these concerns. They hurt the environment, raise energy prices, and will destroy existing industry. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Do. Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's whale watch today. <laughs> Stay tuned for more whale stuff. I, you know, as as the sea rises, I think we are gonna we're gonna have to really start paying more attention to the whales. You know, this mm-hmm. is gonna be something we're hearing a lot more about. You're, you know, in like ten years, you're gonna hear guys being like, "You should never hear about whales." Now we're all we're always hearing about whales doing crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. The world's turned upside down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's, you know, the main thing that I, I tie my, uh, you know, point of reference to is the status of whales, you know, and how they're doing, yeah. how they're feeling. It's an, it's an important barometer. Yeah. Um, speaking of how things are going, um, just a lovely juxtaposition here. This is, um, it's a couple of weeks ago, an eating disorder helpline fired its entire staff after they attempted oh. to unionize. And it said, we're just going to replace the staff of the helpline with a chat bot. Um, what could go wrong? Uh, and then now, just a couple of days ago, um, they've disabled the chatbot for harmful responses. <laughs> it turns out that it was basically, Boy, you know, uh, it's eerie in here. You know, people reaching out to the helpline to get help with eating disorders. It was basically um, uh, encouraging them to continue uh, bad uh, behaviors and things like that. So bad habits, uh, oh you know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just, just like turns out, like if uh, you you program <laughs> an AI, it's gonna like uh, absorb all of the like you know shit that humans are feeding it. You right. know, it's not just gonna magically like become good. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> turns out, you know, um, if you think that this is a like a good way to try and defeat unionization, like it's not. <laughs> it's actually really foolish. Yeah, and you will come I, to regret I, it, and you'll look like a complete moron doing it. So, and yet but, that's you know. still like you know just uh, isn't stopping them, is it? That uh, no, it really yeah. <laughs> these the, these people believe in AI more than like I've ever believed in anything in my whole life. Truly, yeah, and it's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of um, wild. Speaking of people who believe in dumb stuff, ah. Uh. <laughs> It's time once again. For sure, again. man. 
Uh, let's see what we got first here. I think this is. Oh here. yeah, this is this is. I, I put this here a while ago, so let's see. Oh, this was a. I saw. I saw Macron. 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 The Frenchman. Um, he's he's speaking Fr- about French an important issue. Frenchman brackets derogatory. <laughs> he, he's speaking about society's quote unquote decivilization, or as they say in French, decivilisation. Mm-hmm. Um, after a recent crime wave, so. Quoting from this article here, earlier that same day, Macron retaliated by politicizing this succession of tragedies himself. During the Council of Ministers, the president said the recent events are not all of the same nature, but then had much more general words about the evolution of society. I'm, <clears throat> let's do this in a French accent. We must uh, be intractable on the substance. No violence is legitimate. Whether it is verbal or against people. I can't do it. We must work in the depth <laughs> to counter this process of decivilization. So like, so is this a what, guy who's like mailbox get, gets whacked by some teens and he's like society these days. What it is, is like, he's looking for a scapegoat mm. for, you know, don't look at me. Yeah. I'm not the reason everything's going to hell. It's not the government. It's decivilization. And Continuing. If you, if you know anything about France and the socioeconomic climate there since Macron has taken power, um, lol. Yeah. <laughs> Far from being a coincidence, this analysis was echoed a few minutes later by government spokeswoman Olivia Veron. When asked about the death of the nurse in Reims, let's ask ourselves about a society in which the people who care, the people who wear the scrubs, the people who devote their days, their nights to persevering the health uh, or preserving the health of others are threatened. There is not even that limit anymore. Like, mm. it, I don't. so it's like, <laughs> yeah, but what are you doing for the nurses? You, mm-hmm. so you, but you were helping them out, right? You're helping out workers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, 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 <laughs> no. But it's just like the most le- neoliberal thing going on there. It's just truly incredible. Yeah. Next Are you, you enjoying, have, you have, you're, on, you're on Blue Sky. I am on Blue Sky. Um, however, I'm now not sure that I want to continue to be on Blue Sky because what you've put here is concerning to me. Uh, the item in our show notes <laughs> is called um, Who Let Jake Tapper on Blue Sky? Um, <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and, and yeah, read that tweet there? Jake Tapper. Skeet. Jake Tapper, he skeets, uh, got 99 problems, but a glitch ain't one. Um, I think this is, must be in relation to, to, um, uh, is this in relation to the, to the Twitter space wherein Ron DeSantis launched his campaign? I'm guessing. I'm, Um, I, I think this was before that. I think it was just, there were some glitches going on on the website or something. Okay. Yeah. In any case, I just saw this and I just went. I'm I'm muting this account. Oh boy, look. Yeah. I do not wish to see Jake Tapper on my blue sky timeline. Or really anywhere. Yeah, um, he's he's uh the worst. Yeah. Um he does not need to be there. You know, like it, 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 you follow Jamel Bowie on there, right? Of course, yes. He's so he's he's so freed. He's like this is like unleashed jamel like it's true i, I mean he was already so somewhat good. unleashed on tiktok yeah, but, but he's even more so now like yeah. every new social media account he signs up for he just becomes more and more unleashed <laughs> and i love it it's so good well, one wonders so what happy. the end result ultimately will be I, but <laughs> it's not gonna be good for him but it's gonna be great for this podcast <laughs> 
And I if wish he, him well, If he man. starts tweeting about Deng Xiaoping, I may start to <laughs> look a little bit askance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man, but he's uh, he's going for it, and I, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, sh- I'm not signed into Blue Sky, so I need you to read. Okay, uh, this is we uh, uh, have here. This is some uh, some guy. Um, says here. Um, this is in response he's a, to an, he's a Democratic operator. Like I looked him oh, up. Okay, he's like yeah. big in the Democratic Party. Um, this is a, a New York New York Daily News article about NYPD to eliminate crossing guard jobs and cost cutting moves. And he responds to this and says, "So the NYPD can spend over a hundred million dollars more than they budgeted to pay overtime, but that means less people to keep our kids safe crossing the street." Sometimes I wonder whether a Democrat is running NYC. Um. <laughs> well first of like, all one's not <laughs> like well i mean no i mean their mayor is is uh he's democrat, nominally right? democrat but that's what i'm saying he's probably as democrat as this guy is well that's true like yes this is this is like this is what you've birthed my guy like yeah. and it's funny that his critique of the police like think of all the things you could contri- you could critique the new york city police about and his is wasteful overtime spending (laughs) (laughs) that's the real problem with them Mm -hmm. and that is the democratic party in a nutshell i feel like yeah i feel like we're missing the whole point here um yeah speaking of uh i don't know about missing the point but um (laughs) speaking of segues (laughs) speaking of segues um this is an am i the asshole for calling my father-in-law a pervert okay Mm mm-hmm Strap, strap in, fuckle, f- fuckle the buck up. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I have a go. seven, I have a seven-month-old baby boy. I am breastfeeding, but baby is currently weaning. I'm convinced that my father-in-law is being weird about my breastfeeding, and not in a that makes me uncomfortable way. I made the baby popsicles from my boob milk a few weeks ago. Also, please don't ever call that boob milk. Yeah. All all milk comes from a boob. This is redundant. I did. I don't. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Like, almond milk comes from the almond boob. Yeah. (laughs) Soy milk comes from the soy boob, etc. I made uh, popsicles from my boob milk a few months ago, and father-in-law put in the group chat that, quote-unquote, I'd love to try one of those with a heart's eyes emoji. I said, Uh, mm. WTF, they're made from breast milk. And he said he didn't notice the caption. That's not funny. (laughs) This is... This is her father-in-law, okay? Yeah. The father of her husband. Mm -hmm. Today, I baked the baby some muffins. It's a recipe that called for half cup of breast milk, so I made them per recipe. Father-in-law came over unannounced and said, oh, yum, someone's been baking. So I told him, those muffins are for the baby. They're just fruit, flour, and breast milk. I have normal cake we can have. I then left the room to wash my hands, came back, and one of the muffins was missing. I asked husband, and he had no idea. So I asked father-in-law, and he said that he ate it. I said, that's disgusting. I told him they were the babies and contained breast milk. He doubled down and said, it's okay, because, quote-unquote, breast milk is vegan. <laughs> Parenthetically, <laughs> no, no one in this story is vegan. <laughs> I told him he's a creepy pervert and to get the fuck out of my house. Husband is baffled by the whole thing and was convinced it was a misunderstanding, even though I explicitly said they were made with breast milk. Father-in-law said I'm a dick because I'd made loads and the baby wouldn't miss out. 
mother-in-law was blowing up my phone until I asked her if she was really okay with father-in-law drinking milk that came direct for my breasts. Mm. I think she didn't get the whole story. My sister said it's fucking gross and father-in-law is a weirdo. Uh, um, <laughs> yes, and also... I've never heard of cooking. What What are we? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of using it to cook. I, I mean, I, I I guess like if you think it has some sort of nutritional, I don't know if cooking something like that, like baking, would preserve. I'm, I'm deeply I, you know, unsettled by all of this. Pe- people do such things. That's not like completely out of the ordinary. But it. She like explicitly told him, "Do not eat these. They come from my boob milk." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he was like, I am going to do that anyway. Now we have an update. Mm. <laughs> I asked my husband what he thought I was mad about. He was in the room, but on the other side and occupied with the baby. And he said he didn't realize that his dad actually ate the muffin. He thought I was pissed because he was messing with them. I also didn't remember the group chat incident, but agreed that both incidents together is creepy. I called mother-in-law to clear the air and she revealed that father-in-law has always been quote unquote, very interested in lactation. And she actually only fed husband for four months and always behind a locked door. Apparently he moved jobs after a woman complained that he kept intruding on her pumping in a designated space in the office. Oh my God. (laughs) I've told them father-in-law is not welcome around me and have asked for the key to our house back. I shared the concerns about him tampering with my milk and contaminating it. And also that if his own wife wanted him locked out, then I'm entitled to that too. The comment that hit my husband was the one about father-in-law getting off for years in the memory of eating the gross AF baby muffin. Husband said he won't be able to look father-in-law in the eye again. People are so weird. My suggestion to people is just maybe try being normal. Um, try that out for a little while. Try it yeah. on. See how how you like it. See if it fits. You know, you can always send it back. You can always return it. But just go with normalcy for a little while. Yeah, give that a shot. <laughs> Wouldst thou like to be normal? Um, speaking of normal things here we have uh lovely this is you know just from some random twitter person who has twitter blue of course um and it's a it's a white lady with the first name peyton so you know it's gonna be good unpopular takes catching a cold is not real sickness doesn't come from germs you can think your way out of an ill state most of what society experiences in the realm of health is a manifestation of adopted programming denouncing disease makes you healthy um and really what i liked was the last one denouncing disease because it made me think of like you know like the denouncements that were required in like communist china during the the, the, the cultural revolution or whatever like we're yeah. gonna stand up like their landlords be like i denounce the common cold you know <laughs> yeah. and there's i there's denounce just a, influenza there's just a coronavirus like standing or sitting in the dock over in the corner you know <laughs> having abuse hurled at it <laughs> This is like it makes me think, think of that that uh, that televangelist grifter pastor who executed judgment on COVID nineteen. If you remember that that video, he was like COVID nineteen. Yeah, I blow yeah. the wind of God on ye. Um. Um. Wh- who's the Who's the guy? What What's his name? The guy who did Alan Moore. I I think all the time about something Alan Moore said, and I can never find 
the actual place. Like, I know he said it on an interview on Chapo Trap House, and I think he's supposed to have written it somewhere, but I can't find the citation. But he said something to the extent of what we were going to see is that we're going to enter a new dark age. Mm-hmm. Like, and and that is totally what he he predicted this like years ago and it's it's exactly what's happening people are just like devolving into this sort of uh, rejection of science and 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 everything's about just magical thinking anymore Um, yeah a topic which is well tread on the podcast true billy workers party yeah Um, we are in an e-crisis as they would say yeah um yeah, and I would say based on the replies to this, which you know are mostly blue check marks, who are saying things like "based," true, actually, um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that. Uh, yeah, I would say that that seems uh, you know relatively accurate uh, and deeply concerning. So, well, um, you've got another another tweet here that seems. Dude, I have so many tweets. I've concerning. been collecting them. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, people. Uh, not understanding science, things like that. Um, uh, this is a, uh, a, a tweet that's a, a screenshot of another tweet. And that other tweet says, we've created a social stigma that exists almost nowhere else on the planet in service of saving a buck for our private insurers that exists almost nowhere else on the planet. Being the fun police while we're carrying water for industry is a huge part of why we're uniquely miserable. Now, what do you, what do you think he's referring to here? Creating a social stigma. Um, it's cigarette smoking (laughs) because the very original tweet was, uh, I'm sorry, but it's funny as hell to see Europeans try to dunk on Americans because we abhor cigarette smoking so much. Sorry. It's unpleasant to smell and extremely dangerous to all who inhale it. Um, and then this started, uh, um, this started a bit of discourse about people who were like, you know, actually, uh, smoking is good for you kind of thing, or, you know, just general like pro smoking arguments, which is wild to me. Um, it's so wild to me, especially as someone who lived through the decline of smoking. Yeah. And, and what I perceive to be pretty much the, the mostly eradication of smoking. And then, to see it come back is I, I'm like, it's like an edgy anti-establishment thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and to say that people who uh, are against smoking are like, um, you know, like carrying water for the private health insurance industry. That's and it's wild. Like, Cause it's like, it's like, no, that's what we call a positive externality. <laughs> yeah. It's not like people smoking will mean that they need to go to the doctor a little bit more. It means like they're going to die. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like, I mean, you know, I'm not trying to pass judgment on people who smoke. Like that's your choice, but like, don't pretend that it's like a public good and that it's, it's like ridiculous that we make it difficult. Like, yeah. yeah, (laughs) You know, there's just, Twitter. I wonder why I don't go on that app anymore. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Well, I hate to say that you're missing um, advice. This one is from at Mr. Lotta Hose. Um, <laughs> great username. <laughs> says here. Uh, That's dis- funny. I need to change my username on there to Mr. Respecting Women. Right. <laughs> Mr. Women Respecter. <laughs> Respecter of women. <laughs> um, and I want to, before I read this tweet, I want to, I want to be clear that this tweet is about me. Um, says here, I met a 30 year old billionaire last year. He never had Instagram, 
drank vodka, fucked any chick, only hustled, drank raw milk, raw milk is in caps, and trained. He said, while they seek attention, you should work. While they get drunk with nines, you should masturbate. I deleted Instagram and ignored women since. <laughs> Whoa! That's not the conclusion I thought we were going to get. I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised, but wow. Yeah. I thought the conclusion was going to be like, and now I'm reconsidering all my stupid alpha male bullshit. No, no. Instead, you're like, wow. Yeah. Profound. You know, interesting. Let's take let's take like any enjoyment out of life and get rid of it. Yeah. Holy cow. A deleted IG and ignored women since. Mm-hmm. You can just, Joe, you can just be asexual. You can, <laughs> you can just do that. Nobody's stopping you. Like, no one's going to judge you. If anything, they're going to be like, oh, good. It's yeah. the right decision for Mr. Lotta Hose. Yeah. Like, or, or you can just be gay. It almost sounds like he wants to be gay, to be honest. Like, he wants to hang out with dudes. Yeah, there's a lot and, of... And masturbate. There's so, a lot of that happening I, on the ride, I've noticed. Did, have you seen on TikTok the videos of the, the guy who's, like, super Christian preacher guy, but he had a video about how I used to watch a lot of transgender porn or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And in the comments, people like, are like, you know, like, it, you can just be, you know, like, that's... There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not generally a fan of, like, the popular, like, lib take of, like, oh, repressed homosexual tendencies much. Because, <laughs> like, when you do that, like, you're sort of, like, creating a stigma against homosexuality, which should not exist. And you're also, like, probably giving these people too much credit. Like, sometimes people are just disgusting and, like, they're, like, homophobes and that that's all it is. But, man. The, the cream that's rising to the surface of this fetid bowl of milk is like just all kinds of like repressed things. And uh, I think it's only going to get better, Andrew. I, I think mm-hmm. I think we're, gonna, we're only going to see more and more of it, you know? Yep. Yep. Now more than ever. Uh, now we have a, uh, a bad technology take. These are sort of rare. Um yeah on this segment Um, most of the people on twitter don't know how to use or know what technology is anymore yeah Uh, but this is a reply to a tweet the original tweet has a a photo of the uh, headphone jack and then uh on an iphone and then the uh, iphone with the dongle for the headphone jack it's his biggest downgrade in human history yeah yeah and this person says people nostalgic for headphone jacks in 2023 what is wrong with you are you so tech illiterate you miss vga ports and printing your emails too uh and i would say no because headphone jacks are current technology they're they're not obsolete (laughs) yeah like there's a reason like zoomers say give me the ox and then they like very much doubled down on this like basically everyone was like this is well you know nobody nobody freaking follows houston's law yeah um just lots of uh response and they just are posting pictures of like headphone jacks that have gone wonky or whatever um or headphone cables that have you know started fraying and whatnot and they're like oh you really like this better and it's like well i've used bluetooth headphones <laughs> that yeah that like often fail to synchronize or have other weird problems you know um, yeah. versus a, a set of earbuds where when you plug them in they generally work until they don't work uh you know they don't they rarely have a sort of intermediate fail state that you're kind of dealing with Unlike my my Bose Bluetooth headphones that just like to uh, desync the left and right earbuds every now and again for fun. That I've noticed that like with technology, there's just an increase in like small 
annoyances, but that happen frequently. Yeah. That it just sort of makes the overall experience like more frustrating. Like nothing just kind of works anymore. But, but also it's extremely funny to me to like like go all in on Bluetooth audio as a technology because it is possibly the worst thing that Bluetooth is used for. Like Bluetooth yeah. audio is notoriously bad. Right. Yeah. And it's you're not like, great oh, quality. really? You, you want to plug in your headphones? It's like, yeah, sometimes I kind of just wish I could do that still, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have not, up here, you have some good tweets. I have an extremely good tweet. Um, it, well, actually, it's a series of tweets here. So the first thing um, is, oh, why didn't that embed? Anyway. Um, That's weird. So uh, it starts out with the founder of some AI company. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I actually looked into this. It's a company called Lindy, your personal AI assistant. And what it is, is it's basically a little thing that lives on your Mac or whatever. And you can say, you can type into it like, oh, uh, reschedule my next meeting. And it'll supposedly do that for you. Um, but the founder of this this company says, uh, it pains me to say this, but even I have changed my stance on remote. We tried hard, developed the best tooling allowed by the tech, and still remote falls very short of co-location, especially for startups that are still pre-market fit. And then they link to uh, the blog post that I guess is taken from the email that they sent out to their whole team about how they're like basically reining in remote work and they're going to um, pay everyone to move to San Francisco now, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, dealing with all of that stuff. Um, and then David Sachs, um, one of the dumbest people in history, um, mm-hmm. a VC guy and just general uh, jerkwad, um, quote tweeted this and said, it's time to admit that remote work doesn't work. Work from home Friday is a four day work week. Full work from home is a two day work week. Every interaction has to be scheduled, which means a lot of information sharing doesn't happen. Remote is a great lifestyle, not a way to not a way to build a great company. Um, and then quote tweeting that was Josh Sawyer, who works at Obsidian Entertainment, who made Fallout New Vegas. And uh, he recently released the game Pentiment, which is a really good game um, with an entirely remote team. And he says, I shipped a great game with my team working entirely remotely. Skill issue. <laughs> Get up. And it's just I feel like that's, you know, it's like it works, you know, plenty. <laughs> I, I'm I'm absolutely not here for the people who are like, oh, remote work doesn't work. And it's like, maybe not for you because Sounds you like want you to run problem, your company dude. in some stupid way. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, it works fine for other folks. So I just want to reply to them with knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously, sounds like a skill issue, man. While while you have been reading studying the twitter yeah <laughs> i've been sharpening my my youtube mm-hmm. and i'm here to announce that i'm officially in my girl vlog era mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um i don't i i i i didn't realize what was happening until i was like going through my history to find a link for someone and i looked at like all the videos that i had been watching and i'm like these are all vlogs and they're all vlogs that are done by, by women or in a lot of cases, girls, I would call them. Cause like, you know, they're like kind of younger, like, I, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so, I mean, some of them are not what you'd think. So, uh, I always forget how to say her last name, Simone, uh, Yetch. Yetch. That's like a, does like cool 
building kind of DIY stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been enjoying that. That that's someone that you were watching for a long time before me. I think I was. I watched so. I watched her years ago when she was mostly mm-hmm. doing um city silly robot stuff. Um mm-hmm. I've not I've not kept up with her for a while now, unfortunately. So you might want to watch this this newer video where uh she's making a robot out of stained glass. Mm. <laughs> Which is like such a uh strange thing to go to do, but it, it's pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I've also been watching this vlog, Rachel Makesy. Um, which is just some chick who like sews mm. and I, I'm not interested in making dresses, but watching her <laughs> make a $400 dress out of bed sheets is pretty fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> she has a really good video where she like made her gamer chair look like it was like, um, like from like the Lord of the Rings or something. Mm. Like she, <laughs> she inherited a gaming chair and she's like, this isn't my vibe. Um, that was fun. June, uh, listener Jess, they turned me on to June. It's, it's June like a like food vlogger okay, kind yeah. of thing. Okay, yeah, I'm saying that. Yeah. But 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 they'll do like like really long live things and vlogs, and it's pretty pretty good stuff. Um, Sally Dar Griffin, who is interesting because I started following her on TikTok like really early on. Mm-hmm. She didn't have like a lot of followers, but she was like really funny. Um, and then I just sort of, she started, she like did the thing that all the TikTokers did where they like started getting popular and they all moved to LA and became obnoxious. Mm. But like, I don't know whether I've changed or she has, but now I'm kind of having fun with the vibes because it's like doing obnoxious influencer stuff with like a wink and a smile. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like almost ironically. Right. It's fun. Um, then Dancing Bacons is in uh, somewhere. I can't figure out where they're from if they're f- like in like Singapore or like Malaysia or somewhere. But they're all- in all of these East Asian countries and it's like food vlogs and just showing all of the interesting food items that you can get. Like they'll do a lot of them where they go to like a like a street market and just eat all of the different things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a vibe. Uh, Rosa down da, I can't remember how to say this last name. Danilio probably is a, uh, Italian, uh, girl who, uh, just vlogs her life in Italy. And, uh, it makes me really want to go to Italy <laughs> and live like Italians cause they eat very well. Mm-hmm. And then another one is Melina Angelica that I've been watching doing like traveling stuff. Then another Italian, Rosie Mayo, who, uh, this is where it started. I started seeing this person's vlogs. It's like what I eat at my Nona's in Italy for a week. Mm. And it's just like, you know, three or four, whatever meals and things a day. And to see how they eat there, I'm like, their whole life is around food. And that vibes with me. Like (laughs) I'm thinking about my next meal and what I'm going to do while I'm like eating my, (laughs) my meat current meal. Um, and then this isn't, this is one I just discovered recently. Tom, Mai, which is like living in some loft (laughs) doing decorations. Um, but I just want to, if you guys are like, if the vibes are off, I, I highly suggest a course correction and just also enter a girl vlog era. Mm. <laughs> All right. 
If you guys have, and basically this is a call to action to our listeners. If you have girl vlogs that I'm not aware of, please send them my way. There you go. <laughs> now, now this isn't, this is like the opposite of a girl vlog. <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> um, uh, in news that, that I cannot, I simply cannot support. Oscar Meyer is renaming the Wienermobiles. Um, Henceforth, they will be known as Frankmobiles to bring no. attention to a new recipe for all beef no. franks. Um, wouldn't work. No. Yeah. No. What is wrong with you people? I, huh? I think it's obvious why they want to rename them, uh, <laughs> you know, away from Wienermobiles, but that's why we need to keep them... You know. No publicity is bad publicity, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. nobody's talking about them because like half of why people talk about the wienermobile is because it's funny to say wienermobile right oh bro i saw the wienermobile there are currently Whoa. six frank mobiles in oscar oscar meyer's meat fleet <laughs> okay <laughs> good copywriting there yeah have you seen the wienermobile um i feel like i've seen it once but like from a distance yeah i've seen it like two or three times and every time it's just so glorious it's you know it's, just a, it's one of the most interesting vehicles on the road. So yeah. I just love mobiles. Do you know what I mean? Like the Wiener Mobile, the Pope Mobile, things of that nature. Right. Just any show me <laughs> any a mobile. Sort of mobile. Mo- mobile Alabama. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh just, they they won't be coming to anywhere around me anytime soon, unfortunately. I, I'm gonna make a culture war about this. Like you will regret this if you change this name. Like yeah. uh, you you think how people reacted about Target's Pride merch was there, bad. There are currently buddy. no uh Frank Mobile Wienermobile uh events scheduled uh for the, the you know the current time period west Andrew, of what Kansas. I'm saying is I'm going I'm going to blow up the Frank Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just saying they're doing they're doing regionalism because they did just there's none out west right now. They go as far west as Kansas. They're all on the east coast. Really? Yeah, there's like a bunch of them in uh, New Hampshire and Maine right now. I don't know why. What is this? There's like a whole series for that. Are they going to Here's my question. Are they going to be in Maine at the same time that I am? No, miss it by (laughs) a week. That's unfortunate. That's that's a bummer. It's a glorious thing to behold. Yeah. Oh well. Um. They seem to be on a tour of BJ's wholesale clubs at the moment, which is perhaps why they're not out west. Um. Speaking of anti woke (laughs) (laughs) stuff, that's what it is, folks. It's uh, it's it's you go woke, you go broke. I think it's important that the Wienermobile pulls up at BJ's wholesale club. You know, like that's a comedy (laughs) opportunity. Maybe that's why they changed the name. Yeah. Like they already booked the tour and they're like, oh no. They're like, oh dear. We oh can't no. we can't be pulling up to but BJ's like, in a wiener that's mobile. Bad, that's bad marketing. Yeah. Every imagine having someone say to their friend, like, hey, uh, th- th- you wanna go it's, it's you wanna not, go take a look at the wiener mobile at the BJ's? Here's the thing, it's not bad marketing, it's malpractice. Like it's deliberately bad <laughs> marketing, is the thing. <laughs> Speaking of deliberately bad marketing. Um, what do you know about these like anti-woke brands? Um, you know, I think we talked about the anti-woke black rifle coffee, black rifle. I mean, listen, I listened to minion death cult. I know about this (laughs) black (laughs) rifle coffee is probably the only one that's like as a modicum of success behind it. Um, Uh, 
This is an article in Rolling oh, Stone. Oh, I also know this because like half of the people that work in the adjoining office like are the type of people oh, who buy these right. things. Right. Yeah. So I see them like sipping their Black Rifle coffee from their Liberal Tears mug. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Now of day is that just how it is? Um, there's an article in Rolling Stone by the Goat Miles Clee, formerly of Mel Magazine, R.I.P. Um, but really? uh, he has uh, an ar- article here called "Paying Extra for Anti Woke Spike Products is a Spite Products is a Raw Deal." This is specifically um, one of the co-founders of the Daily Wire has been spinning up a few of these, um, and the guy's yeah. name is Jeremy Boring, um, which is incredibly <laughs> amusing to me. Um, but they they started up a uh, a razor company um, to uh, sort of go against Harry's razors. That's called Jeremy's razors, and the reviews of them are extremely bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, that became worse. Uh, garbage razors destroyed my neck and no refunds. Super expensive garbage. I love the Daily Wire and would never cancel my subscription, but these razors suck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, should be called Jeremy's ripoff. Uh, this is probably wow. only the second or third online review I've ever written for a product, but if I can save some other guys from making a poor investment, then I thought it would be worth the time. Um, then they also um, created their own line of chocolate called Jeremy's Chocolate, which um, comes in two varieties. He, him, which has nuts, and she, her, which is nutless, <laughs> um, which like, yeah, we get, this is the only joke you guys ever do. Um Come on, man. But it turns out this this chocolate, um, which shipped two months late, costs $27.99 for a four-pack, um, was often shipped uh, improperly such that like they were all melted if they got shipped to warm states by the time they arrived. And then people just said <laughs> that the chocolate was not very good um, to begin with. So, um, you know, uh, this is a, a consumer advice. Don't waste your money. Just, you know, buy the what's what's funny to me. Right. Is that like all of this is just white labeled stuff from the same brands that they're complaining right. about anyway. Yeah. So like you're not really like what that m- money that you're spending is still making it to the brand that you are nominally mad at. That's and then the that's extra how evil this stuff is, Andrew, <laughs> the extra that you're paying is just going to the grifter. Yeah. So, yeah. If you understand, Listen, we've been saying it. We've been saying it for for seasons yeah. and seasons. I think like since like two seasons ago, everything's a scam. Right. Like, Everything and, is a scam. Everything's only, a grift. Um, you know, I mean, like not to essentialize, but I am correct. Okay. <laughs> Everything is a scam. Um. Oh wait, we're supposed to do a new segment after this. Indeed, man. I just yeah. got. I just got caught up in that. See, this is the problem of having a checklist of, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, having a checklist of phrases we should be using sometimes distracts me. (laughs) But I feel like I'm Uh, making an intellectual point. Many such cases. (laughs) Um, Walgreens, do you remember how Walgreens sort of has been generally ruining everything with their store? Like they closed a bunch of stores in San Francisco. And blaming and saying like everything is, it's because of woke that we can't keep these stores open. Yeah. Um, so their new thing is, um, in the South loop in Chicago, they've unveiled a renovated, uh, Walgreens interior where most of the merchandise is kept away from customers. And some shoppers say the changes makes them feel unwelcome. They're designed at the Walgreens, uh, two East Roosevelt road places. Most of the merchandise in aisles behind staffed counters with two, that is the number two interior aisles covered by anti-theft detectors where customers can browse and grab items themselves so you have two whole items of things you can grab and then the rest you have to go up to a counter and ask for um 
I forget who said, but someone mentioned that this is basically like the like the opposite world, Piggly Wiggly. Like, yeah. Um, what's important to note here is that they did this uh, in a predominantly uh, you know minority neighborhood. Um, well, of course, yeah. And you know, those are the people who are most familiar with what prisons like, so they'll you know they'll understand this setup in a Petersonian sense, right? Yeah. So, um, but they insist that um, it's got nothing to do with that um it's it's all about convenience um and not theft prevention and basically making things you know (laughs) i wonder if they've been planning this like they've been wanting to do this and all of this like pr baloney about all of their loss issues that they've just kept pounding and pounding and getting you know gormless reporters to to write about is is part of a like a actual campaign so that they can get people to accept this redesign they want to do, which, which, you know, you do a redesign like this and you probably need less employees, you know, right. You probably need less infrastructure. It's interesting that they're doing this at the same time. And I think we covered this previously, but back in January, the chief financial officer of Walgreens told investors on an earnings call that they had overstated shoplifting. Um, He literally said, maybe we cried too much last year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny. Like when 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 good like reporters like compare and contrast what the PR or marketing wing of a company is saying versus what is being said in the earnings calls. Like you want to get the real. This is this is the thing. Like if, if you want to know the truth, you have to look at what they say on the earnings calls because the investors are the people that they can't lie to without without considerable penalty you know so um speaking of considerable penalties um we have here um i don't know if we talked about this at the time but this apparently was a limited edition oreo that came out i do remember talking about this in january um the most oreo limited edition Mm -hmm. so it has an incredible amount of cream in it but importantly the cream in this oreo is cookies and cream flavored um so it has bits of the cookie inside it has of bits cream. of cookie inside the cream. And I find that uh, repellent. And I believe that the people who came up with this should be strung up um, because like, so, what are the- so Andrew, what you're saying is you want to, you want to keep the, the white part of the cookie and the black part of the cookie <laughs> separate. I think Andrew, if you find, if you read the books and read the manuals, mm. this never goes well. It's called apartheid, yeah. Andrew, which uh, is to me a file act. I just think it's kind of weird for it to be like a rec- recursively flavored cream, you know? Yeah. I mean, like the the logic, like the, the next step of this, the next evolution, like you can sort of see it is you're just going to get a puck right. of mixed cream and cookie in one thing. Yeah. Which like nobody wants gonna, this. Like this is prison. You food. get like a jar of cookie butter, but it's just it's just Oreo <laughs> it's, cream. <laughs> it's, it really is. This is Orwellian. Yeah. It's like it's it really does say a lot about our society that we can't just enjoy Oreos. Well, we this have to is, keep uh, iterating you know, on them. Capitalism breeds innovation. 
Aaron. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, few understand this. We have, and, uh, we have to keep coming up. We, you know, we have to push for growth. We can't simply produce Oreos. We have to keep trying to come up with new Oreos to grow the brand, you know, to capture more of the I'm just, market. I'm just picturing like households, like a, like a husband and wife sitting down at a, at the dining room table at the end of a long day, his sleeves are rolled up. She's, she's like just exasperated and they're going over the budget. And he's like, I don't know if we can afford this increase in our Oreo budget. Yeah. They came out with a new kind of Oreo. <laughs> I'm sick of it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> all right, Andrew, we're like, we're, we're 56 minutes into this and I don't know what, how this, this could take a while, but strap in. Um, we were given an article by a listener of the show, um, Marley's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, she, <laughs> she found this in Forbes. It's very Forbesy, you know, um, right. how to, how to make remote workers want to come to the office. So okay, great. I, I've gone, I, through... I love the premise of this already. <laughs> so yeah, this is really good. This is definitely something that as a remote worker, we care a, about. a way that you can make me want to come to the office is pay for me to fly out there because I don't live near an office. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people don't understand how like that works. Like you don't just like find housing that easy. I don't mm. know. No one really thinks through the steps here. Um, so <laughs> let's start off this article. Making remote workers want to come to the office is all about altering their balance of consequences. I, okay. That's mm, I don't one like, way to phrase that. Yeah. I don't, I, hmm. <laughs> Balancing consequences. Uh, okay. Whoa. If you do this, if you do this by punishing them for not coming to the office, the best you'll ever get is compliance. Instead, inspire, enable, and empower them to co-create a culture and office experience oh they want God. to be this part is, of. This is so I've been listening to the podcast If Books Can Kill, and they recently did a two-part <laughs> series about nudges. The the, the like <laughs> and this is just yeah. nudges. This is, this nudge, is just like we're gonna theory. nudge you to come into the office. <laughs> we're gonna like right. we're gonna like incentivize you, you know? Yeah. So, um, it goes in, in, it, in it sort of, um, what it is, is this article is shadow, uh, the author of, sorry, of this article is shadowing this guy, Diego Cubas, mm -hmm. who, uh, is running some sort of scam thing called Cornerstone Peru, mm -hmm. um, which supposedly had success with getting their remote workers to come back to the office after the pandemic. It probably had nothing to do with the fact that they live in Peru, um, where there's not a lot of protections for workers. So uh, that probably has nothing to do with it. It's probably because he was such a good boss. Um, the, the phrase that I'm going to pick out here is Kubas hires, develops and exits for leadership. Uh, I read this sentence, Andrew, like yeah. five times. Did I you? don't, I still can't, it's not seeding in my brain. brain. Um, would like, you like to know? So I'm more corporate minded than you are. Would you like to know what exits means in this case? hi sure uh so it ba basically cubis hires develops and exits for leadership so basically he will hire you develop you or fire you depending on your leadership skills that's what exits so it's all mean. about leadership we, d we don't say that we fire anyone anymore we exit them you're being and exited our our hr department has started calling it terminations which i feel like is even more that's like that's intense. yeah that's interesting that's going that's like way back right <laughs> yeah like, I'll, that's get a, a harsh I'll get term. a <laughs> I'll get a ticket that says like 
so-and-so has been terminated. And I'm like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been terminated. Yeah. Um, it's like, geez, do we do we notify their next of kin? Like, geez. Yeah. He also claims everyone's a leader, mm. which obviously they're being paid like leaders, right? 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 I'm sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> Our discussion took place at a Cornerstone International yeah. Group conference in Miami. If, if here's what? the thing, if, you know, if we examine the whole of human history, what we can definitely conclude from that is that absolutely everyone is a leader. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. That's always how it's worked. Yeah. So they're at this Cornerstone International conference in Miami. Cornerstone is an alliance of independent firms engaged in the search, selection, evaluation, and development of talent. Is they it? share information, that, leads, and tools across their offices around the world. Does this that is mean like, they're just a, a hiring agency? Yes. <laughs> it sounds That's like That's literally what a, that means. Oh, my it God. It sounds like this is a, like, Cornerstone. Eighth, eighth, ninth grade book report or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're just using a bunch of extra words because they need to get the word count. And this article is pretty short, and that, it explains why. Cornerstone is an executive uh, search for so that basically they hire you, you pay them to hire you a CEO or something. Right. Uh, now, listen to this conference. About 50 people attended the conference. <laughs> mm. Whoa, good, yeah. doing numbers. There's tens of them. By the way, Cornerstone so, Peru has Google reviews. Would you like to know what their current Google <laughs> review score is? Yeah. One yeah. star. Ooh. <laughs> Well, hmm. yeah. this article is broken up into the the attributes that they say are important, which is purpose, values, and implications. So let's go. Let's let's pull something out of the purpose section. Well, I so I just before we go here, it says here about fifty people attended the conference. Most firms have sent one or two people to the conference. Cubis brought ten of his people to take advantage of this development opportunity in Miami. In I'm Miami. sure it wasn't just that it was a trip to Miami. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, yeah. Purpose. Purpose. You, it values. does seem weird for someone from Peru to go somewhere for cocaine, but you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> purpose. <laughs> That's how globalism happens. Yeah. Um. Okay. They use a purpose instead of a mission because Cubist thinks missions are a little too confining while a purpose and their purpose in particular is more transcendent. It's not worth digging into that argument here because if that's what Cubist and his team think, it's the right choice for Cubist and his team. <laughs> I, he literally comes out and says, I'm not going to interrogate this. It's not important. Obviously this guy is right. Also, Purpose and mission are basically synonyms. This is just like some <laughs> yeah. business nonsense of like, this is like when you see like a mission statement and a vision statement and it's like, those are not like, I, you can say like, oh, those are Excuse two different me, things. Andrew, are you like, questioning the God King Cubas? I, I guess I am. Yeah. Are you questioning Diego Cubas? This is the stuff wow. that suits have to do to make themselves look like, to make it look like they're doing work, you know? Yeah, they don't. They're they like, have made up oh, well, we, jobs. We and, have a purpose instead of a mission. It's like, oh, very cool. What, what is that? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the values will will help you. Oh yeah. Let's let's read this paragraph. The purpose, which is separate <laughs> from the values and also distinct from the mission and the vision. Yeah, and the implications. Um, so. <laughs> Spending just a couple days with the Cornerstone Peru leaders that came to the conference, listening to their presentations, watching them engage with each other and with others, 
made it impossible not to be impressed and inspired. They say and really do define and live their values all the time to make their organization one in which they would like to work. They teach each other and others through their examples. They walk the talk. They openly celebrate the winning culture. Andrew, that's 82 words. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what is happening here. They, they, they they do others and others. They say each other. They say and really do define and live their values all the time to make their organization one, which they would like to work. That's not, that doesn't mean anything. They teach each other. (laughs) and others they teach each other and others through their he says that twice each other and others yeah. like i'm telling you this is high school i need to get to the word count i'm struggling so they're just throwing in additional verbiage this isn't so this this is this is one of those forbes articles that is just fluff so that the guy can put it's it on just, his website because this guy yeah, is like, like a consultant. paid pr thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. he himself leads with his presence he shows up physically getting on planes to spend good time with his people in Peru, Mexico, Panama, and Miami. I wonder what what do those places have in common? Why would he like going to those places so much? I don't know. Mm. He says, the only way to generate trust is through face-to-face meetings. He meets with his people in their offices. He works with them and their clients in their clients' offices, and they spend time together over meals after work. All 10 of those people. I will say, if you're doing executive (laughs) search, um, it probably is a good idea to see your clients face-to-face. Right. But, like, for me... What does that have to do with the rest of the world? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, like, I haven't... Wasn't this supposed to be about how to get your people to want to come to the office? (laughs) Yeah, you're, I feel like we you lost just the plot. Talk to, talk to, talk to Diego Cuba. This guy's getting a hard on for Diego. It's, it's yeah, obvious. I think this guy just really likes Diego. Uh, yeah, well, so here's the implications. Okay, you can alter the balance of consequences by adjusting positive or negative consequences of desired or undesired behaviors. What? Thank you for what? describing incentives. What, what? you? <laughs> You can alter the you balance turn the of consequences of, dial. You can alter the balance of consequences by adjusting positive or negative consequences of desired or undesired behavior. This is this this is, reads like a technical paper. You know, the missile knows where <laughs> it like is the, because it knows where it the, isn't. It's the turbo encabulator yeah. all again. Yeah. So I was like, who is this guy who wrote this article? Like, his name's George Bratt. He's a senior contributor. And he's an expert on executive onboarding transition and acceleration. I went to his website, which is like a made up sort of placeholder website that barely that, has yeah. anything on it. I'm proud um, of you because this is the sort of research that I would usually do. I'm proud of yeah, you for doing it. I, I, I mean, if I'm I proud had of you for clicking through. <laughs> I've been, dude, I'm afraid what I'll uncover if I do more clicking, to be honest. But yeah. here's what I did find. Okay. Uh, This guy has written a musical and recorded it and put it on YouTube. Oh, and it is it is it is a musical about a Greek yachting class. Aaron, my blood just ran ice cold. Do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) When he said he wrote a musical, like the blood drained out of my head and into my feet. (laughs) I am so terrified right now. It's it's on it's on youtube.com i am, I am begging you um, not to put me through this 
Why don't you why don't you click on the last link because I want to show you part of the musical. Don't play it. So like go to the This YouTube is a great time it. for my internet to not work properly. I just have to say. <laughs> so so the theme of this musical, as I gather, is it's like a murder mystery and love story. Um where where it's like a bunch of like rich people on a yachting class in in Greece, right? Mm-hmm. This part of the musical is where um four what appear to be like CEO executive businessmen types um do a little ditty about oh, the importance of themselves. Do you mean to tell me there's self inserts in this musical? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now now can you describe what these guys are wearing real quick for me? Uh, no, I can't because my internet isn't oh. loading. Oh, it really isn't. Okay. So it's like three like old, mostly like two of them are white, two of them are sort of nondescript. Um, they're all wearing sort of like swim trunks that are thick, um, stripes of like teal and white. And they're each wearing a different pastel sports coat, like a seersucker Mm -hmm. and white collared shirt and ascots. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they all have sunglasses and they're sitting on a yacht and which is how this music begins. Buildings to business to everyday needs. One thing carries the day. I paid to Tulsa to the top of Tibet. There's only one thing to say. Cash is a king. Cash is a thing. Cash is the lifeblood of business. And we are the ones, the ones getting it done. Paving the way for the future. I'm not going to burden people uh, with any more of this. No. Building. <laughs> oh, no. I'm seeing. Oh, God. But now you're seeing what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it, and it's even worse. <laughs> oh, this is, this is awful. This reminds do, do you remember the, um, the, the, um, it was from like some social media conference where they did a thing that was like, let's get social with social media. <laughs> this is what mm-hmm. that reminds me. It's so cringe. This is, and um, there's an hour and three minutes of this. Oh my god! <laughs> I've like skipped around and watched bits and pieces. How and did it's he? All very bad. Part murder. Okay. Part murder mystery. Part love story. And part humorous social commentary on the Greek yachting class staged over one weekend in Mykonos. Okay. Bizarre. Andrew, Andrew, how many likes does this uh, YouTube video uh, have? Uh, Five. Five. <laughs> How many comments does it have? One. Who is it from? Peggy Brown. <laughs> His wife, I assume? <laughs> or some someone re- related to him. This is fabulous. Just says fabulous. I th- this is um this is remarkable. Uh yeah, I I've, I'm I'm wondering if this is something that would like did he pay for do these a actors Twitch and stream? all that? Oh my god! I I don't know. They they all appear like they look. They all have different oh, surnames on here, but they look related. Yeah, that's true. And, and so like they all look like they come from the same part of the Hamptons. Yeah. Um, and there's like terrible Greek accents. Of course. Um, and it's it looks like it's like shot on iPhone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh look, I'm seeing there's a second musical number with these fellows. Let's see. What, what goes on here? What are we going to do about this government? What are you talking about? 
Why do you care? They're talking about raising taxes. Tell me, how much income did you declare in Greece last year? None. Why would I do that? (laughs) So I repeat my question. Why do you care what the government does with taxes? Good point. But uh, they are getting worse. They're snooping around, digging up dirt on us. I love it. I love Thrilling. the musical about rich Thrilling. businessmen talking about worrying about taxes being raised. Thrilling. That's Here's the thing. Truly of the people. <laughs> Here's the thing, because I think I think you uh, um, were about to propose some sort of Twitch stream or whatever. In order for a Twitch stream of me watching this to happen, like we need to cross like we need to raise a significant amount of money for a good cause. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like <laughs> Or the cause could be us. Well, <laughs> you could pay yeah. us on Patreon. If, if you if you want me to suffer through this, you're gonna have to pay me, or you know, pay a lot maybe, of money. <laughs> maybe I'll reach out to some of our friends with like a bigger podcasts who do streaming. Yeah. Um, and see if we can do like a sort maybe of we charity can guest event on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you're interested, uh, give give us a holler. Yeah, we've certainly got <laughs> some content for you. yeah there's 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 definitely going to be more to dig like i i haven't there's so many more avenues that i wanted to take looking into this guy but i wanted to look into diego cubas a little bit more you know so yeah that's also something but you know we don't get paid for this we're (laughs) we're proles that's true yeah you get what you get and you don't get upset i'm just checking in um is this the same Diego, no, I don't think so. Okay, Diego Cubas is a Brazilian former tennis player. I think that must be different. Must be a different guy. Well, Andrew, you know, you never know. Yeah, that's true. You do really. <laughs> Who don't. can say in this this wild and crazy world? And you yeah. know, um, uh, I think that's a show. That's yeah. Uh, we don't have a. <laughs> I don't have a clever ending. It just kind of broke my brain. Like I just yeah. just wrinkled my brain, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, maybe we'll just end with a little. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better. Day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say 